We are recording, and welcome to a new week and a new episode. Hello, Jules. Hello. Sorry, I just had to. How is it going, Maxi boy? It's going very well. Um, I oh, I forgot something. I um, um, wanted to say that we when we talked about cloud gaming, um, we talked about Shadow PC and. Um, I uh, was reading on Shadow PC a while back, um, and um, the thing is that it's not available in all countries, so I have to correct that because it's yeah. And um, then it's also um, not. Um, it's gonna take some time to activate your PC or your account, so it can take up to three months or something. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's just some good information that I forgot last time we talked about uh, cloud gaming. Oh, there are a lot of things that I've forgotten about uh, during our sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, true. But this week we'll, we're talking about something else. What are we talking yeah. about? This time it's about psychology and the behavior of us human beings um, and how that applies in on gaming. Oh, basically. nice. So um, we, you know, we we people, we human beings are really biased in terms of uh, cognitive. Uh, decision making we are really we want to be lazy when it comes to taking decisions and we're really good at copying other people or thinking too highly of ourselves and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of content out there uh, in and a lot of science going into this field and a lot of it uh, goes into the gaming field as well it is uh, applicable to the gaming society uh, not only for gamers uh, but also game developers and you know everyone's a human being right so <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully <laughs> uh, yeah yeah exactly uh well soon enough the ai will probably take over our game dev <laughs> uh, that would be pretty cool to see a game created by an ai yeah yeah that would be actually very awesome to have a game developing ai to see what it comes up with New yeah. ideas and stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, I wonder if there isn't something. I'm going to Google it after this episode just to see. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to know that there is something out there that could take my job. <laughs> yeah, true. True. We're getting replaced. We're getting replaced. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're saying that AI isn't really... Uh, the thing between humans and AI is that we humans are cognitive and uh oh sorry creative and we can create stuff that we dream of but i've seen really cool ai out there well um, who says that ai can't dream maybe they do you never know ooh. <laughs> now we're getting into psychology in terms of ai <laughs> yeah that's true no but they have uh, this turing test for for ai where a human being can't distinguish between um between a real human and an ai I don't know if there's any AI that actually passed that test. Maybe it is. No, but... so far, so far, I think there is none. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. we're yeah. safe. Which we're is safe. good. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not past that singularity yet. <laughs> uh, well, there are a couple of uh, biases out there that I want to talk about. Uh, there are also some things called fallacies, uh, and basically, uh, what a bias is is that we we tend to do things based on our previous experiences or uh, the thing that minimizes our cognitive load, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of those things is that uh, there's something called the confirmation bias. And a confirmation bias is something that we, we tend to favor the ideas that confirm our own kind of way of viewing things. Uh, have you ever been in a meeting where you have like seven people out there and three of them say basically the same thing and they're like, yeah, yeah, that's really good. And then yeah. they try to gather up, right. And yeah. say that, no, no, your, your idea is pretty lame because ours is better. And well, that's one way to view of, of a confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, that's very common actually. I mean, it's, it's very common because you're, yeah, it is seeking information on the internet right now as well that confirms your beliefs uh more yeah, or exactly. less yeah uh, the facebook algorithm basically does this exactly it is basically just it couples together you with other people that have similar uh views 
and that that is one of the the problems Facebook has nowadays, right? Uh, yeah. There's been a lot of it on media. Uh, there are a lot of people saying that, hey, you see, there are seventy thousand posts of it, and I've read all of them. Well, that's because you are in in the sphere of that particular topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they. I mean, you don't want to read stuff that doesn't confirm your own beliefs. It's hard to read because yeah, you're exactly. kind of com- convinced that you're right in a certain point, and then you you just want to keep that flow. So you create a bubble around yourself with uh, people that believe the same thing and articles that confirm your beliefs and so on and so on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's a big. Uh, that's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the other ones, uh, I mean, sorry, you, I'll, I'll just go back to, I'll just go to the next one, yeah. uh, the self-serving bias, which is one of my favorites. Um, it is one of, the bias, one of the biases that says that you attribute good things to your own skill, but you attribute failures to others, basically. Yeah. And this is something really prevalent in, in games, right? Because yeah. whenever you do... Uh, you play an FPS, for instance, or a MOBA, or whatever, a multiplayer game where you're you're in a team. And whenever you win a round or whatever, you say, hey, hey I got a headshot, or hey, I did this, I got a triple kill, but you don't really uh, attribute your success to others. Say that it is an FPS game, and uh, the triple kill that you got can actually be a result of someone else damaging the, the three uh, earlier right but yeah, that, yeah. that person died uh, yeah. during the game uh, so instead of attributing the success your your kills to that guy uh, because you don't actually know that he did something uh, but you attribute the the good things to yourself your skill you're like you're awesome and everyone else uh, uh, if you fail that the, the the fault is somewhere else's yeah yeah it's it's pretty i mean it's pretty it's getting pretty common in games that people are um kind of raging on each other for either failures mistakes and stuff like that Um, exactly and instead of actually giving positive feedback or say that all right uh, do this next time or whatever they just say that hey you're stupid yeah basically uh and and it doesn't really help other people either i mean it's it's not um some people might because it's it's kind of the same it's the psychology of of competitive sports in general yeah, because i mean gaming is becoming if you're playing cs go for example on a competitive level you're a competitor and there's a lot of psychology in that and it's the same as doing sports or anything else um yeah it's a different medium but you're still in that psychology uh, sphere where where you're competing against other players and you know People raging on each other. I mean, this happens a lot in League of Legends. Uh, it happens a lot in uh, CS:GO as well. It happens a lot in all competitive moments. And some people thrive on that. You know, they like it uh, because people complain out to, uh, complain, and it triggers them to better themselves. But some, but most people don't don't really uh, react that well to that kind of feedback. Uh, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not a positive I mean, thing. No one wants to be the blame for something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, at at the end at the end of the game, all all these competitive games are, are in teams. It's a team effort. Yeah, You're it not is playing alone. So if if the team loses, that means that you all failed. It doesn't mean that you know one person. It's not just one person. It's the entire team, and the team yeah, has and- to work at it. And you know what's scarier? It's that this is actually done in real life as well. It's not just something that you find in games. You you can actually find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are some people who are, of course, humble and say, that, yeah, uh, thank you for our, all the support I've got. Uh, I couldn't have done it without you. Um, those people, if they're leaders, good for them, uh, good for all of them, all of the people around them. Because those are the kinds of leaders that I want to be uh, invested in or be a part of, uh, having served, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there are other ones that like, hey, you see how cool I am? Uh, you guys suck. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you could that's, have done this without me. Well, yeah, at at lower lower levels, that's very very um, very very noticeable. Um, people thinking that they're better than they actually are, and they're they're just blaming their failures on on somebody else all the time. Yeah. Um, not recognizing that in fact they're the fault and and also i mean it, it's kind of a bigger thing because they they don't recognize this and at the same time blaming others so they're hurting even more because it's one thing to just think that you're the best or whatever and not say anything to anyone or complain on anyone um, when it goes bad uh, but there's another thing when you complain because it creates a bad atmosphere and it spreads around the whole team or whatever um, those other players. Um, so, yeah. yeah, and in game dev that is, that hurts really like quite a lot because when you when you develop games you really want to have an, an atmosphere where everyone could just throw out ideas and uh, some of them might be discarded, some of them might be really good, and if yeah. you if you don't have the the guts to have an atmosphere like that and like let people talk and tell about their ideas then they're probably not going to do it later on and by the end of the game development uh cycle you you just create a really bad game because one of 10 people likes the game yeah yeah that's that's true i mean it's um i posted on our instagram there was a really um nice article that i found on on this conflict solving uh in the workspace when uh when i mean it applies to most jobs not only game development but this was with a focus on game development um but it, it is i mean we've worked in software development quite some time now and it it is a comp competitive space uh, between developers they everybody has something to prove kind of um, so so it might be it gets to the point where you're actually hurting each other more than than you're actually improving um, if it gets too much conflict and too much psychology games and all that um, yeah so yeah but i think that depends on which where you're actually working uh, and in which which field you're working on as well um, I would think, I'm not really sure, but I would think that web development kind of uh, software development uh, fields would probably be less competitive because, no, should probably be more competitive because that is really subject to uh, su subjective thinking. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, uh, That should be, I mean, do you want to have a button here or do you want to have a, a magenta color? Or, uh, as a border or whatever and everyone has their own flavor on on what things should look like right yeah exactly and especially games i mean they're very they're very graphical and very centered around the user interface and user experience so i can imagine if you have a, a bunch of designers they they might be getting into some discussions all the time basically to decide well where does this go Right. So does it go here or does it go there? Um, yeah, I mean, sure. But there are different kinds of uh, solutions. And, and in game dev, I haven't really seen the competitiveness uh, like I have in, in regular software development. Uh, I mean, in traditional. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more of a let's do this together kind of atmosphere. Uh, and not only is it like that within a company, but also between companies, uh, you would think that Hey, COD and Battlefield, uh, the, the creators of them are really competitive. But, you know, everyone just grabs a beer together and they talk about the problems they have and how they solved it. And yeah, sure, you can't really talk about the real solutions uh, because of NDAs and stuff. But uh, the, the things that I, that I found in the, in the game dev industry is that people are really, really uh, friendly and really competitive. They really want to play together, be together, and, and like create something together. Uh, I know there's some, there's a there's like a game jam week somewhere for only for women, uh, mm -hmm. and the, this was done I think it was last year uh, somewhere here in Sweden, uh, or it, maybe it was in Norway. I can't really remember. Anyway, uh, and there were 
people from all around the world uh, getting there, cramped up together in a, for a week. And there were people from from Blizzard. Uh, there were people from uh, Guerrilla. Uh, from uh, where was it? The creators of Battlefield. I can't remember what they call Dice. Sorry. Dice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, all of them, uh, there were, but uh, there were a bunch of them crept out together in a, in a in a small space where they they just as soon as they started talking to each other, they were like, "Oh my god, you you did that! Wow!" <laughs> and then they were like so impressed by each other, <laughs> but uh, and they were like, "No, I play your game. No, 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 you don't play my game. I play your game." Uh, let's create a game together basically yeah uh, that is my impression of a girl by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah super super energetic yeah yeah not uh, far off <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, i mean the from my point of view as a game dev uh, and being a game dev for a, qu- a couple of years now uh, I wouldn't. I can't turn back to the traditional uh, software development because of this one thing, because of the cooperative spirit uh, within game dev. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always gonna be a friction, and there's always gonna be conflict uh, if you're working. I mean, it might be more conflict or less conflict. It's but there, it's it's gonna be there because there are decisions that need to be taken. I think that. One important thing is that, you know, to solve negativity um, and not let like negativity spread out uh, through the team. Because if yeah. if somebody, let's say that me and you are, you know, arguing, arguing about something, um, a design decision or whatever, um, and I lose, for example, you know, it's it's kind of a pride thing and you might be uh, might be hurt but then it's it's just good to follow up with that person and and you know ask them privately how do you feel about this uh and also it's very very important to let people in your team fully explain their point and not interrupt them um if somebody yeah, has an argument it's it's very because I've, I've been in those kind of situations uh where you know people interrupt all the time because they just think it's a bad idea and they they've kind of like you said they're biased towards their idea of course because it's theirs and they feel that it's you know it's a good idea from all from all points of view it's it's just good yeah. and they won't they won't just they will not listen to the to the other person which results in the fact that the other person actually gets mad because they feel that they you're not listening to me um and uh yeah that's that's never good i mean it's it's yeah. good to to listen because there's you know so what i've discovered through um through the years is that in the beginning when i started working it was like well i have this idea and i think it's great and then people thought it was great and then some people thought well you know it's good uh but there are these things that we can improve and i wouldn't wouldn't listen to them was like nah you don't know what you're talking about and then you start implementing this idea and you find out well you know they were they were kind of right about that that stuff that they said before and yeah you learn to listen uh because they're not thrashing your idea basically they're not saying you know your idea sucks or it's it's bad it's just this is my view on what we can improve with your idea or this is my idea and if you listen to them you you find out that well their idea is not that different from your idea actually it's just a slight twist on it and then you can work together um to to improve to improve the the idea i had i had one of these conflicts with a guy from korea very recently actually and i was <laughs> i was kind of frustrated because i didn't feel like he was listening to what i was saying um and then we took a call um, because we had a male conversation all the time and this is a i mean this is also a problem with if you're working with people from other countries you have very much yeah yeah you're you're mailing and then people read stuff in different ways as well so you might think that what he wrote the way he formulated it might be an insult to your thing 
but he didn't actually mean mean that while other people read it in a whole different way um and then you get this uh, this whole tension but then we i mean we took a phone call and we discussed about uh, our different ideas because we had two different ideas that we were kind of pitching against each other and after we discussed it we came up with even a be a better idea which was a combination of the two so because we could in this instance combine them in a very smart way so he listened to me i listened to him i was like oh but then we can do this and then we we kind of came up with something that everybody liked so it's very important uh, to listen to each other that's uh, that's the most important thing communication is yeah. a hard thing but yeah communication is really hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's... Not if people actually listen to each other people listen to each other please <laughs> yeah i mean it's actually you oh, sorry yeah no Go no on. it's it's as you say it's you know when if you're a, if you're a game developer that is alone then you take all the decisions by yourself you're a master and commander of everything um but if you're not if you're working in a team or several teams then it's it's very important to listen to people um at least get because you know people people will be satisfied as long as they feel that they have explained their point and you understand it you can say you know no i don't want to do that but at least you've listened and understood because then you can give them the whys behind not why not choose their idea yeah uh, I mean, there are a couple of points there that, that you're pointing out, and I want to uh, go into detail on a couple of them. Sure. Uh, but basically, what you're saying is that you shouldn't criticize the person; you should criticize the 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 context, the idea. Yeah. Why it shouldn't be? Um, why it isn't a good way to implement something? And if you just say if you if you focus on the actual problem instead of the person, um, then you can you can get somewhere right yeah exactly it's it's more of we're all professionals so the way the way i work is that when i'm at my job i'm a professional there are no feelings in, involved even though of course you you know you, yeah. you love your job and you love game development for example and you love designing games and and all that that's that's of course why you do it because you love it um yeah but uh and oh yeah sorry go on no it's it's fine um but at the end of the day you know you're prof you're a professional and should act like a professional because it doesn't matter i've had people that i don't like I, I mean as a person as an individual they're not my kind of person not my kind of individual it's not a person that i can see myself having a beer with but in from a professional standpoint they're great engineers and they do their job very very good so i respect them for that that's why you know privately i wouldn't have them as my friends because you know they're you can't be friends with everybody um and not everybody's suited for each other in that way but as a professional i leave all that outside when they're presenting an idea or whatever they're doing so as you yeah. said before you you focus on the idea not the person um, yeah, yeah exactly so what i wanted to do is i want to break down the things that you were saying because you touched on a couple of different biases there when you say some uh, when you described uh the the problems that you had there yeah uh, one of the things is the negativity bias right yeah. so it is similar to something called the pessimism bias uh, which i will just get into in a couple of seconds uh but basically we wanted we want to we basically want to win right it doesn't it doesn't really matter what what it is it is some we never want to lose something yeah and when we uh, when we get take those two outcomes and put them like together either positive or negative we generate things in terms of we want to we put more emphasis on the negative outcome and basically want to minimize uh, we put more effort into not losing than actually winning yeah uh, one of those things is uh, as soon as there is as soon as the you find ten dollars and lose 12 uh, or if you just buy something for like two dollars the outcome is basically the same thing 
Yeah. Right. But in one, t- but in one, uh, in one outcome, the first one, you get more of a hit. It it hurts you more when you when you lose twelve dollars than actually spending two dollars. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically the negativity bias. There, we we put more effort into not losing, even though the actual outcome of the the positive one is probably better but we uh, and but that would mean that you would have to uh fold exactly, and let yeah. the, the other guy win and yeah that is one of the things that uh, you need to work against when you're arguing with someone right yeah uh and the other one that I, that, that you were talking about there is the op- optimism pessimism bias which is basically saying that when you're in a positive state of mind you overestimate the likelihood of a positive outcome. And conversely, if you're in negative uh, state of mind, you uh, overestimate the likelihood of a negative outcome. Mm-hmm. So when, when you're arguing against someone, you basically put them more and more in a negative state or in a positive state. And depending on, depending on, the, uh, on the state of mind of that person, the, uh, the idea that you had or the the problem that you had could either go either way. Uh, the optimist pessimist bias is basically the state of mind uh, and the and the overestimation of the outcome. That is yeah. what it states basically. Yeah. And if you have if you have an argument with someone, say your wife or uh, your kids or whatever, and you put them into like a corner, uh, and you basically say that hey, your idea is really bad. Uh, that basically makes them fear the outcome more, which in turn gets into the bias that I just previously mentioned, that is negativity bias, uh, and they they try even more to like negate that, and the the conflict just gets out of control. Yeah, yeah, it's I've I've been doing because um, when when we work, there are a bunch of you know, design ideas and design choices that need to be made. Um, and it's both um, interface towards our customers and, you know, architectural stuff. And this is the same thing in, in game development that you need to make these decisions, both design-wise, how is it going to look like, and under under the hood, how are we going to structure our code architecture and all that. Um, but you know, I, I've been taking recently. I've been taking a new approaches where because I come up with many ideas and proposals. As a software architect, I have to do that, um, and uh, then I just you know come up with something and then I just put it out there for open for criticism and if other people have um, any better ideas, they're well, they're welcome to discuss it. So I just. Uh, kind of leave everything on the table and I tell people, well, you know, do you think this is good or is this bad? Um, yeah. And then everybody has a say in it, basically. It takes a longer time. That's uh, that's a drawback of it. You know, in in Sweden, we, we have a very, very flat structure of when, when we work. It's like your boss is as a, as the same level as you are which is very un, unlike other many other countries um but it's good i mean it has it its drawbacks as well because everybody gets to have an opinion of course which takes much more time to come up with an actual decision um but at the end of the day um if everybody gets a say at least everybody that is qualified to say so um you might getting the best possible idea on that certain um subject or area or whatever yeah so yeah that's uh i want to i want to take this discussion and apply it to game dev here yeah um and we were talking about the uh optimism optimism pessimism bias for instance that you were mentioning there uh and you know one of the one some of the mechanics of games make use of this and some games do this really well which puts the player in like in a, in a certain state of mind and in when they are in that state of mind they 
many times they bombard them with like loot boxes, for instance. Say that you're uh, you created something uh, in a game, or you just finished a level, but now all of a sudden you lose all your energy, right? So you have loot boxes you can buy, but they cost like five Swedish crowns or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I never buy those. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, when you're when you are in that positive state of mind, you're more likely to spend more money, right? Yeah. And true. That is one of the well. It is a really cool mechanic, but many times it's done in a really bad way, or just wastes people time. People's time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we say milk kusan, basically meaning milk the cow. And uh, people just throw this at you in whatever game you go at nowadays. Yeah, yeah it's very of course. it's very popular in mobile games mostly. Yeah. 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 Uh, but they're also in 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 games like Overwatch. Uh, I think you can you can get the uh, loot boxes as well. There, you have uh, League of Legends does this really well uh, with the loot box things. There, they even though you don't really have to buy anything, you can if you want. But you get the you you can get the loot boxes by playing well, which is a motivator for you to actually do good within the game. Yeah. And when you do good, you can also you're in the in the in a positive state of mind, which could also influence the other the other people um, doing uh, doing good, so to speak. You you actually want them to to succeed as well with you, not against yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. True. Uh, but also that could be a tri- <laughs> when you're finished with the with one of those five v five games, you attribute those. The, the win to yourself again <laughs> right yeah yeah you do i mean it's it's you you get very self-involved exactly yeah. <laughs> there's one thing that i wanted to mention as well um which is really uh more of a group thinking kind of a thing uh, and many many times it goes into another uh one of those biases uh but the thing that i want to touch on here is there is there's a curse of knowledge, right? When when you truly understand a concept, uh, you many times forget that it's not really obvious, and it has it's taken you a lot of t- a long time to get knowing get to know that that concept. And when you actually do get to know it, many times over you become a douche because yep. you many times you just oh come on, this is so obvious. Can you can't you just do it or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and that is prevalent. I mean, you, you can find it everywhere in, in traditional software development. You can find it in game dev. You can find it in uh, as a player. Uh, many times you when you do play Super Mario or whatever game and you know every secret out there because you played the game so many times, you forget that you've played it so many times before. And due to that time investment, you know where all the extra lives are. But when you see other people play the game, you just get annoyed because, hey, come on, you just forgot the life over there, or yeah, you you forgot to pick up that axe or whatever. Yeah, it's it's um, I know what, exactly what you mean. I mean, it's very easy for people to forget that once upon a time they were in the same place as this person right now. Exactly. And you're just expecting because I know I I did that mistake with um, junior junior developers. Uh, where it was like, oh, I have to teach you programming, like right. <laughs> so they come in and then they make really new mistakes, uh, and you kind of get in this douchebag mode of, well, look at this guy, right? He does, he can't even program. What is he even doing here? But you very yeah. easily forget that. Well, I was there once upon a time. No, I, yeah, I didn't I, know these things, and I didn't know, and now I'm doing the same thing to this guy. Why am I doing this? Right. So it's uh, you have to yeah. be careful with that. Exactly. As long, I mean, just take one step backwards, right? And like you said before, listen. What is it that the that the guy that you're talking to is actually lacking? Is it really that he can't do programming, or is it just that he hasn't had the chance to get to know that knowledge that you? that you know right now yeah exactly and and it's also about you need to be patient um it's people don't have because it's been 
for oneself, it might have been years and years of actually collecting knowledge and learning stuff to get to a point to the point where you are right now. So you have yeah. to, you have to give the same those people the same opportunity to do so, because uh, you know none of us has done it overnight. Either you know the learning Unity or Unreal Engine or programming or designing stuff. It it never happened overnight. So you need to you need to to give that that person or those people the chance to to learn. You know, it's um, yeah. I mean, yeah. just point them in the right direction instead of being a douchebag, right? Exactly. Say, yeah. Say instead of instead of saying, "Oh, come on, you know this," you can say that, "Hey, you can." Or <laughs> one of the most common way uh, comments that I see on on Facebook and other like Reddit is just Google, just Google it. But yeah. instead of actually Google, like telling them what to how to Google it, just so just tell them these are the things that you're that you're lacking, and because of that, you should probably invest time in this area first, and then come back to whatever uh, thing that you want to do. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of topics out there that I've seen in, in different kinds of forums, uh, in game dev related forums, where people idea guys. Just come, hey! I got this super idea. Uh, I want to create this MMORPG with uh, super. Uh, I, I want alchemy is alchemy is going to be like the thing in this game, and you're supposed to create a relationship with another guy and whatever. Uh, but they they forget, and and then they end all of the that huge like section of super cool idea. The the idea might be super. Uh, thought out, and they have invested a lot of time in into trying to balance things. Uh, but then they 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 ask that, hey, should I use? Wh where do I start? No, not really. Where do I start? Uh, more, I want. I need a programmer to do this for me. And they say uh, you get this this much money uh, if when this is complete, or. They forget that hey, you you don't need to use you don't have to use Unity uh, or Unreal Engine. You can just do this kind of a game with a uh, text-based yeah uh, game, right? Yeah. Uh, and and the point that I'm trying to make here is that there is seemingly a lot there are a lot of people out there who know too little about a topic yet think that they are experts in in that area you yeah. know you know the dunning kruger effect right yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i just remembered the name of it uh uh that is basically it people thinking that they are too smart uh to realize that they are too stupid exactly yeah i mean it's it's the usually it's the other way around that the more you learn about the topic the more you realize how little you know about that topic yeah exactly right? yeah. exactly exactly um, uh, and being humble about it is something that is uh, one of the tips that we that people should take away from this. Uh, yeah. Be humble about it. Listen, what what have we said before? Um, think about the, when you talk to someone, talk about the topic, not uh, when you criticize something, criticizes the topic, not the the person. Yeah. And Those also, are the three points so far. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's also one thing that kind of would apply more to game development i would say um yeah. but you know parts of some games can be you know low importance they don't really matter they're just there in the background or whatever um yeah. but you know people should be beware of belittling someone else's work like oh this part doesn't matter right because yeah, 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 yeah. everybody i mean there's some person that has worked on that asset in your team or in your company or whatever you're doing and for them it's it's an important thing because they worked on it they created it it's their baby um just you know be careful of making jokes about those those things it's yeah yeah some parts can be very low importance in a game but somebody you had to put put work in it yeah sure go ahead Sorry. yeah you actually made me remember uh, one thing that um that actually happened and there was uh there 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 are a couple of people that exactly the things that you're saying right now a little other people this happened when we had some publisher meetings and 
uh, we were actually uh, I was pitching my game for a couple of uh, publishers and there were other people doing the same thing and there was one one guy who thought that hey my game is so cool um, the other the, these games not, not not really ours but uh, similar ones to what they what they did were really bad because of different reasons mm-hmm. and uh, one of the publishers said stop um, you never do that this is a big no no you know you should never belittle someone for their uh, for the game and he went on and told us a story about a guy who did the exact same thing he was on stage uh, pitched their game to someone else and when they were trash talking the the other games uh, that were in the same genre one of the developers of that game was in the audience mm-hmm. and he was basically like a mini- millionaire uh, <laughs> later on because he went on and created a lot of different games and some of them succeeded and he was basically rich so he stood up and said you you're just stupid uh, um i'm not gonna listen to this shit because da 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 uh my games did this much money uh and you have you're just starting out so please uh get off the stage you you're disqualified we don't want to listen to you get out of here yeah uh so exactly so so my point is you never know what you're when you belittle someone or the ideas you never know what you're actually touching on what subjects you're actually uh, what buttons you're actually pressing in uh, with the guy that you're talking to or the the thing that you're presenting would when you overestimate your the value that you have yeah that you're yeah. presenting that's when you put yourself in some really really weird positions really bad shoes there yeah and you're i mean you're it's you never know who's gonna listen to be honest yeah 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 you, you never you never know who's gonna be there and it's it's just good to not generally speaking trash talk other people's work uh within your team like you said this pitching of of your game for a publisher and saying that you know your your game is better than all these other games it's like you should be telling people why your game is good not comparing it with other games and focusing no, on is, the negative stuff you can compare it to other people but you should never talk down on them. Yeah, you should true. say that these yeah. these are the things that we're lacking within this game. So whenever you pitch to a publisher, please remember this, guys. Um, when when you want to pitch something to a publisher, you never say that this is the they 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 suck. You say why did you create your game as a response to that? So when they lack a, a specific. Uh, mechanic that you really want there and you say that hey this is the reason why we used it that's fine but be certain that the the things that they did they did because of either lack of time or lack of budget or uh they just found that hey this doesn't work for the game and there there could be like ten thousand different reasons as to why why their game didn't include that because rest assured, the the mechanic they probably thought of it, and they probably tested it out as well. But they, for some reason, they either didn't put it in because of time or money or uh, some other way, some other thing. The publisher might have said that, "Hey, this this doesn't work for us. We are a specific we're of a specific genre that we try to." Uh, adhere to uh, or there is a there are some players out there that really take this kind of a thing badly uh, and that might be it so never talk down to people uh, for like you said never never underestimate the 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 value and effort people put into something or or just take something out of it like you said in a previous episode um you sh- you need to be able to kill your darlings right yeah exactly that is, yeah. That is something that you you need to be prepared to do yeah and I, I think that it's also be it's also good to be honest with yourself because you know 
no idea is perfect no game is perfect nothing is perfect so just be honest you know it's it's like you said here previously it's good to focus on specific things that if you're comparing yourself because naturally if you're in the same genre so if you're in the fps or moba genre you're gonna be compared to other games of course because when people make a choice which game should i play they are going to compare your game to other games in the genre like why am i playing this fps game and not this fps game it suits me better it has better graphics it has you know more dynamic fighting whatever right um, yeah. so you are going yeah. to be compared and yeah yeah like i said like you know i said before that you shouldn't compare and and you're right i mean you should compare but you know you you don't want to over generalize and say well this is bad right um, yeah exactly it's it's like you're it's like you said they're lacking in dynamic fighting and we wanted to introduce dynamic fighting and yeah. that's not a critique it's more of like more concise and concrete we saw this we wanted to make this correction or in our game this suits this suits us better because we wanted to do this and and that and that and then you somehow even if the developer is sitting in the audience like in your case they could say yeah it's true we're lacking that but you don't have to say you know that's shit it's a shit game because they lack that because oh, exactly yeah exactly because obviously it's not a shit game because people probably play it exactly yeah so so don't over generalize and say that it's a bad game just because it's lacking some features just say that compared to our game this game is lacking these features yeah. and then our game is lacking these features compared to it but we didn't think that was important or something uh, uh, one of the things that you said there uh with comparisons i think if you just think the other way just turn that uh, turn one comment on, on on its head and you'll realize that hey that comparison is actually flattering because if you if your game is compared to say a triple a game or an, another game that is successful or whatever that means that people look at your game and compare it to the best yeah true and that is that is flattery right yeah definitely i mean that that's that's very good <laughs> if you're if you're being compared to the best game that that means that you're actually people are actually thinking about your game as an alternative to the best game that around in that genre or whatever exactly i mean it doesn't even have to be a genre just that they're thinking of one specific game that this that your game is re reminding them of it's just super cool feedback yeah yeah no, but there there are definitely things that you know you have to um you have to beware about and um both you know like like we said before both in in your team environment work environment uh when you're presenting to publishers and and all those things you just need to be honest with yourself that's that's i i think that's the best tip i can give be honest with yourself because you know nothing is going to be perfect and just be honest with the publisher when you present this be honest with your team uh honestly it's a very exactly. big thing of it yeah exactly especially with the team and the publisher yeah uh, when you're i mean they're they're gonna probably see through your bullshit anyway yep and if you have uh if you have like the best stats etc um it's gonna be obvious when they start working with you yeah yeah so and, if you, yeah and it's because you're not the first uh person to ever pitch to the publisher so they've yeah. probably seen it all right <laughs> i think i think i heard uh the what is it from paradox uh he has like a thousand pitches a week <laughs> which is insane right? yeah 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 it's a, a lot and <laughs> i mean he, he has to First of all, filter the ones that are not the the ones that they're looking for because Paradox has a specific kind of a game that they're looking for, the specific genre. Yeah. Uh, and basically every publisher has that. Um, they have a specific genre that they're looking for or tangent to the ones that they're uh, looking for. And that's basically the first filter. The second filter is 
they're they're probably going to look for uh, games the pictures that are complete they want to have a lot of information the more information they have the better they can say that hey this is something for us or not and the when you send them just a small screenshot or whatever uh, they're just going to say yeah this isn't for us i, I don't want to put my time into asking them about all of this if i don't even know the the basic the basics of the project yeah yeah uh and when you're when you actually are there and presenting your game you need to have a lot of information on the fly they're going to ask you what is this going to sell how many copies do you intend to sell uh, what platforms do you intend to use this on um what is the budget for it how many people are you uh where will where will you put 70% of the budget um etc uh when you actually did sell the game how far along do you intend to support it uh, do you intend to have any bug fixes later on or will you add downloadable content or whatever i mean you you're probably going to have 3000 questions when you're actually getting the interview or the the actual pitch yeah yeah meeting so you should be prepared yeah it's exactly be be prepared is is the the best thing i mean yeah, yeah and, and you need to do some future thinking as well exactly and don't ever go there biased there yeah. are a lot of people going in there and say the no, no, you're 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 having you're having the wrong idea about the game. No, this is not this isn't gonna sell like <laughs> what you're thinking. It's gonna be we're gonna be millionaires because the the, the idea is super cool. It is yeah, super yeah. great. No one's done this before. <laughs> and that is my my <laughs> impersonation of a stupid guy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's 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 the thing you have to be open for critique because yeah, you, exactly. And that that goes hand in hand with with being honest with yourself, with your team. Because if you are, then you're gonna be open. If a publisher says, "Well, you know, this this doesn't really work," then you, you can. If you're open for criticism, criticism, you're you're gonna basically say yeah you're right you know it it doesn't really work but you know i have a plan to improve it so you have to go in open-minded because at the end of the at the end of the day you're everybody's trying to achieve the same goal you know nobody nobody's there to ruin the game everybody's trying to make it better every argument everything that that and conflict and every biased thing is about you know a person's um intent interest yeah, yeah and and intent to make it better right because they think that well if we do this purple or if we do this dynamic thing then we can do all of this and it will make the game better everybody's trying to contribute to make a better game uh, nobody yeah, or stop you uh before you actually do a stupid mistake yeah exactly in and their mind in their on. mind it it might be a, a mistake like you said you're designing yeah. something and in their mind they see it as um the wrong way to go basically or the wrong path and, yeah exactly and they want to have a discussion um and i also think that for uh developers and workplaces in general just keeping calm even if you have an intense argument with a person raising your voice is never is never an alternative um because like i said before you're a professional uh, everybody's a professional and those type of feelings shouldn't be in the workplace. Um, I actually, I, I need to stop you right there <laughs> because, uh, that, while that is true, um, there are different kinds of techniques that you can, that you can apply on, uh, dep depends on the context. Of course, if it's just, a, if it's just meaning that you want to get an, get an idea going or whatever, uh, yeah, sure. You should never uh, raise your voice. Uh, however, if you want to, if you're on a, like I'm basically presenting something, uh, and I want it to be super intense. I want to, I want the people to actually feel what it is like to be in a war or whatever. <laughs> uh, when you want to, when you want to emphasize something or, uh, impose a feeling on, on some one that that's when you can you can you can use techniques that basically are taken from 
from movies or uh, the- theatrics mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and apply them to to that kind of thing. But uh, like I said, it depends on the context. You can't really do this in when you're trying to discuss something with someone. Yeah, exactly, unless, exactly. Unless you're trying to to convince them uh, that their their idea that when you when you're objectively truthful objective when you have the objective truth on your side like saying that the earth is round for instance that should never be discussed uh, with someone <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's objectively true we have a lot of evidence of it yeah. uh, and that should never be discussed uh, and when you when you do have objective truth truth on your side uh, i would i would argue that uh, stopping a discussion right right there, uh, even though the feelings might be hurt, is potentially uh, a an outcome that would be favorable. Yeah. In comparison to that person imposing their view on someone else, yeah. if you can infect someone with an idea that is objectively bad, that's when I say stop. No. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, because I mean, we are all biased. I guess there are a lot of people being biased in the game engine they want to choose. I think many yeah. many people compare oh, Unity and Unreal Engine. And, definitely, yeah. and Unity to uh, Godot, or how you pronounce it, Godot. Yeah, I think it's something something French, Godot. Yeah, because Unity is French as well. As far as is I it? know, yeah, I think no, it was think a it French is. company. Uh, no, I think it was from Denmark from the beginning. Okay, um, it might be bought up. I don't know. I I don't keep up with that. I should nah, probably. Nah, it's it's not very <laughs> important to be honest. But I think many people are comparing the two uh, quite a lot. Uh, oh, by the way, I had some fun fact. Um, you know, Unreal Engine, right? So. We've been playing a couple of games that you and me together, I mean, that have yeah. been developed with Unreal Engine. Yeah, uh, Valorant is one of them. Yeah, I, I knew you knew that. I didn't know that, actually. Um, yeah. Um, but there there's another game that we played together that is all, was also developed with Unreal Engine. It's an older game. Is it some? Did we use consoles for that, or was it a PC game? It's a PC game. A PC game. Mm, yeah. All right. It's an online game. But remember, older game. I had no idea about this actually. I was very, very like, what? Because I was doing some research on this. I was like, really? <laughs> Is it true? Um. Uh, like, I would have said something in in the like Hearthstone, but Hearthstone is used uh, is done by with Unity. Um, uh, the the Blizzard game, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. No, not even older than that, to be honest. Even older than what? Yeah. An online I'm, game older old than that. <laughs> ah, yeah, lineage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that... but it's but it's not the the old lineage. It's the, it's the mobile lineage, the mobile game. Are you sure about that? I, I um, thought that Lineage Two sure. was Lineage Two was developed with uh, with Unreal uh, Engine as well, like Unreal Engine Three or something or Two. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I had. Yeah, it uh, was Unreal Two Point Five. I yep, just looked it up. Exactly, because I was huh? when I was doing research for something else we were gonna talk about. Um, I think that in the future we're gonna talk about old versus new and stuff like that. I was doing research yeah, exactly. about that, and because. Um, you know, a lot of because we were talk, talking about being biased and all that, and um, um, a lot of big studios choose Unreal Engine. And then I was looking like, you know, okay, what are the main reasons for why why they choose this? And then I found a list of games because I was also interested in that. Um, and it started as that. I was like, okay, so which which big games have been developed with Unity and which big games have been developed with Unreal Engine? And you can see that a lot of AAA games are actually developed with Unreal Engine. Yeah, they um, are. And then I started looking into which games and then I saw Lineage 2. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you basically caught me there. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was a kind of, wow, really? Unreal Engine... 
two or three uh, like you said 2.5 it's like wow that's cool because that that game had cool graphics at, a, at its time so it was yeah like, I wanted yeah. To, yeah but that i would say that wouldn't wasn't because of uh, the unreal engine per se i think it was because of the 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 style and the graphics uh the textures that yeah. were implemented yeah not because of the technology used no probably probably not but it was yeah. uh it was a really interesting find actually yeah <laughs> <laughs> Too shame. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but you were saying there um, uh, that people are that people tend to be biased towards one or the other, uh, and I am. Um, uh, yeah, that is really true. Uh, in the game dev community, uh, in, especially when it comes to indie developers, um, they they really tend to say, uh, "Go for Unreal, go for Unreal, or go for Unity." Uh, and while both of them are really good engines. None of them is better than the other in in terms of creating the game that you want. It's it all comes down to what is important for the game that you're creating. Is it uh, do you are you like just starting out as a developer and you just want to get your idea on paper? Sure, just choose whatever either one of them. But it doesn't mean that the other engine couldn't have done the same. Uh, the same for you yeah and that's something that people really have a hard time understanding that they're just tools for you to create your thing you can create your own engine you can create you can use one of these engines you can use Godot for that but there's also you can you can use sdks uh, software dev kits for creating the game that you want uh, there's there's a game dev kit for Python. If you're if you're accustomed to Python, maybe you should use you should use that. Uh, or if you if you like the 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 way something looks uh, out of the box, then you should use Unreal Engine. I myself am biased towards Unity, mostly because I've I started off with uh, Unity and continued doing Unity stuff for a long time before I jumped on the Unreal Engine. And while doing so, I invested some both time and money on assets that are included, uh, that are specifically specifically created in in Unity. And using Unreal Engine hinders me um, in that way because I already have assets that do stuff for me. Yeah. When developing yeah. game, yeah, I put down time to create a game that I want not put down time to know an engine so much that i become a fanboy yeah that's could, true that's true i could i could drop unity any day but i don't do it because i have a lot of assets uh and a lot of experience in the unity uh in the unity engine and the uh what is it called the ecosystem yeah around it I mean, if you're if you're completely new, I would say you know try both and see whichever suits you best. Because I mean, it can be user interface things, previous experiences, um, you know. Yeah, all, maybe, all that maybe stuff. you know maybe you know C sharp. Okay, then you should probably go for Unity. Exactly. Maybe you know C plus plus. Oh, then go for Unreal. Yeah, maybe yeah, because... maybe the Unreal user interface suits you better. Uh, suits your eyes better you feel yeah. better when you're using i mean it's it's uh like you said both engines can help you create whichever game you want there's no yeah. limits on on that um, yeah it just takes time to do the things that you want to do and without any i mean even if you don't use any engine you're probably going to spend two years creating a game anyway yeah yeah exactly so make use of an engine yeah yeah that's true well, I saw that we passed uh, our mark, so, to be honest. Exactly. Well, uh, on my time, it is one hour, one minute, and 34 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we're at 104. What? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, just keep in mind, be happy. Uh, and don't worry. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, eat your cereals, people. 
<laughs> Captain Crunch to the rescue. <laughs> that's how I started off this episode, and this is how I'm gonna end. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, I hope it helps some people uh, realize some things. And uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for your time. And Thank you for you're... listening. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, if you're interested in this, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff. Um, that we're going to post on Instagram in in terms of uh, links for for psychology stuff and also uh, conflicts. There's a lot of uh, research out there in those areas, both in terms of game dev and uh, outside of it. Yeah. And as leader, you should probably read this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. On that note, thank you for listening, and see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.